I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? I am fine, I yeah. think. Fine. We have a, a sort of cold going through our home. Well, the weather, the weather, she's a changing here in Ohio. And uh, whenever the weather changes, I can never tell if it's like a cold or if it's just like my sinuses draining down my gullet. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> Wildly unpleasant. I, I don't think that there's a there's a more unpleasant word for throat than gullet. Yeah. I was trying to highlight the unpleasantness of of the feeling. Yeah. You did I didn't a great wanna, job. I didn't want to make it sound pleasant. That would be misleading. I've never lied to you or the audience or anybody. But I think that I am okay. I'm going to be all right. What about you? Hey, that's, I love your brave <laughs> optimism. How am I? Oh. The best I'll okay. ever be. All right. It's only downhill from here. <laughs> so this week, we're talking about LARPing. We are. For those who don't know, that's live action role play. Well, okay. Let's just say, first of all, that you and I used to get paid to do this kind of thing. Uh, I disagree. It's a little bit like acting. When sure. you're not given the circumstances, when you're just said like, okay, well, you're a circus performer now. Act the way a circus performer acts. Now, listen, so I will go with you a little bit on this one because okay. it is it is acting, right? There is acting to it. Right. We did not get paid to do this. This is a different thing. I, I would say this is a different thing altogether. Is it like when I play pretend with Dottie and BB? No, baby, that's playing pretend. Why are you minimizing? I'm not going to sit here and let you minimize LARPing. I'm just saying it's a, a very accessible activity. I'm not this trying to minimize it. I'm it trying to say accessible. that this is the name of the thing, but we all do it all the time. So, and I am not the one who has researched. So I would say that, like, to me, when I think of live action role play, one, I do tend to immediately think of, like, a battle or, like, that there's... Um, something to like, uh, yeah, we have these swords and shields or whatever the deal is, and we're like in character at the camp, and there's going to be like a battle at some point. Yes, that is, I would say, at the very, at one end of the scale of yeah. LARPing, but it doesn't have to be like that. And oh. I think that is that is why you and I maybe have a different idea in our heads about maybe. what it is, right? Because it doesn't have to be that complicated. Would you say that like war re- reenactors are LARPers? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. All Absolutely. right. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, I would also say that if you go to like a historical village sure. and there are people there working and doing things that they would have done in a you know, in that historical town, they're LARPing too. Okay. And I would say that when we get together for a princess party and we all wear our princess outfits, we're LARPing then as well. Now, do you are you starting to find that you've said the word LARP so many times that it starts to sound <laughs> completely bizarre? 
No. Oh, that's how I feel. I'm thinking about it too much. Okay. So LARPing started back in the Middle Ages. Well, first of all, let's say that this topic was suggested by a listener, and we actually want to get that out of there. Mel G. Thank you, Wrote Mel in G. and suggested we cover it. And if you'd like to be cool like Mel, you can always email us topics to schmannerscast at gmail.com because Alex does read every one of your emails, and we appreciate them a but, lot. But let's be honest. No one's ever going to be as cool as Mel. It's impossible. <laughs> But you could try by yeah, you submitting try. a topic. You, we, all, okay. we all could try. You already said what the acronym is for. Live action role play. And it's a game where the participants physically portray their characters through costumes, props, scenography, specific scenarios to create an immersive experience. Some refer to it as a live action role playing game. Others use it as a verb. So you could go to a LARP, mm-hmm. and you can also go LARPing. Well, sure. It'd be the same with dance. Sure. You could go to a dance, or you could do a dance. You could go dancing. Indeed. Um, so LARPing specifically has appeared in lots of television and movies, like Degrassi sure. and Role Models. That's one of my favorites. And... Uh, uh, I haven't heard of this one, but Knights of Badastum. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know It was that. also in uh, Supernatural. Right? Yep. So, like, but it's usually the butt of a joke. It has a reputation in the media as being a kind of geeky hobby for fantasy nerds. But also, it's a really great kind of storytelling outlet. Sure. You may not be able to write fantasy, but you could, you could play one, right? Yeah, and I would argue, listen, I would argue that on some level, there's plenty of this that people would do and say like, but that's cool, right? When I do it, it's cool. Like paintball isn't that far off, right? I agree. Of like, we're doing this battle recreation or like laser tag or something Mm -hmm. like that, where it's just like, oh yeah, we're using fake non-lethal weapons to like recreate a battle and that makes us feel real cool. Yeah, especially I would say that if you designate a team captain, if you give anybody a nickname about what it is they're supposed to be doing, right? Um, If you get together beforehand and discuss strategy, right? Some might say, like sports. A little bit. Um, So Chelsea Russell, who is a longtime LARPer, was interviewed by Insider in 2018. They explained, LARP is generally a role-playing and interactive experience, kind of like Dungeons & Dragons or a video game come to life. You're creating a character... Props, costumes, giving a background, creating circumstances, and acting out a story with other participants. Which I would say is uh, inherently what separates it from just like dressing up or cosplay or anything like that, right? It's not just, and I came to this event dressed like a knight. It's like there's a character and a story and it's immersive. Sure, sure. But I would argue when Dot tells me who I am and what I'm doing and what I'm supposed to say... Uh, maybe it's not like an organized LARP, but it is exercising the same muscles. <laughs> I guess the thing that strikes me is I don't know how protective of it people who do it a lot feel, right? Because I know that there's a thing in, like, if you're a professional actor who does it a lot, right, and someone's like, it's just like you're just memorizing lines and getting up there and saying or whatever, and, like, people get really like, no, that's not it right is there's got to be layers to larping or it's like yeah you guys that's cute this is you're not really larping unless you're staying intense and doing this kind of thing 
Okay. Um, I, but I would also argue that the line gets blurred because what about actors at Renaissance fairs? Yes. Who live the entire week, maybe at the fair, in the tent. Would you consider that a LARP or is it a paid actor? I don't know. I, I don't know where the line really is. My gut tells me, and I'm over to feedback, my gut tells me it has to do with like, do you stay in character with each other? Or are you just performing when there's a patron or a customer or whatever, hmm. right? Because I think that that's a lot of it of like, when you're LARPing, you're not really performing for the audience. It's about how you interact with each other. That's my guess. I see. Okay. And I suppose that if you were an actor at a Renaissance fair, you could continue to perform for the others. Sure. Let's do some history. Okay, I'd love that. Um. So I this I before you even say another word, this is going to be one of those ones where it's not like the first LARP ever was on this day, right? That this is like I know just off the top of my head about a time when I think it was Marie Antoinette had like a tiny farm built. Mm-hmm. Is that on your list? It's not on my list, but I would say that yes, that was a large right. Had a tiny farm like built on the castle grounds, and then they would dress up in admittedly very uh, fancy versions of like what they thought of as farm clothes mm-hmm. and pretend to be farmers. And it's like, yeah, that's a very um, uh, maybe insulting version of LARPing of like, look at us, we're workers, mm-hmm. but like that. That's a lot. I mean, they were pretending in character with costumes and sets and props. We are going to start at the 1970s because this is when it kind of enters the culture as something that is a definable live action role playing game. This is when it solidifies. Right. Okay. Because there was a lot of fantasy in the media. There was a big yeah. surge at the time, right? So a little dun- bit of that there satanic panic. Sure. Dungeons and Dragons came out in 1974. The Princess Bride was published in 1973. The Never Ending Story was published in 1979. And Stephen King was Who? Stephen King <laughs> was I writing I've heard of him. more horror tomes than anyone could keep up with. Uh, such as Carrie, Salem's Lot, The Stand, The Shining, and all this like kind of iconic fantasy media was very much available, right? Mm-hmm. And this is when people started to decide that they were going to take place in the fantasy fun themselves. Okay. Right. And this is the thing, right? I'm certain, like you said, people were always doing this. Yeah. But I, because, I, it's, because it's fun. <laughs> but I do think that there's a difference between, I see what you're saying, right, about the solidification of being able to say, like, we are LARPing, versus, like, hey, this weekend you want to get together, like, in the woods, and, like, we'll make a camp and, like, pretend to be, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, cool, versus... There were Civil War reenactments going on sure. a long time before this, yeah. right? And I guarantee, man, there's all kinds of, like, stories about... You know, when you, uh, I think, like, bullfighters, there was a thing of, like, recreating, like, night stuff. And people have been jousting for years. And we've been talking about Ren fairs, right? Exactly. Way back before this. Exactly. And so I think that there is a difference, I mean, when you can put a name to it, right? So another another touchstone for this would have been the Lord of the Rings books being sure. published in the 50s. And you mentioned the 60s being the Renaissance Festival kind of like coming together. Um, and so, you know, most LARP historians, um, maybe LARP, LARP historians? LARP. 
LARP spurts. Uh, scribes, maybe. <laughs> agree, Let's go scribes. Agree yeah, that the first LARPs were started in the 70s, but they were most definitely inspired by older practices, yeah. right? And um, I would also guess probably took a lot of inspiration and energy from like 60s counterculture. Sure. Of like, let's go out in the woods and the fields and like have events and uh, dance like fairies and do this kind of stuff. Where Absolutely. it was like, hey, you know what? If, if we're going to go out in the fields and the forest and dance around and stuff, maybe we could also pretend like just like magic and like warriors and knights. Can we play too? Lizzie Stark, author of the book Leaving Mundania Inside the Transformative World of Live Action Role-Playing Games, makes the argument that LARPing was around long before tabletop games ever graced the, the extra folding card table in your mom's basement. Uh, they use the book to trace LARPing all the way back to the European Enlightenment. Yeah, right? Yeah. This is the thing. I think as long as people have been learning about history— Right, they like recreating it. Mm-hmm. Right, people have always loved like, oh, and we'll recreate the gladiatorial games. Oh, we'll recreate this big war. Oh, we'll recreate. I mean, even then, right? Yeah. Back in Roman times, they would recreate battles in the like in the Colosseum. Not now, only granted, for entertainment, but also for military training purposes. Yeah. War games have always been a big thing. So this thing of like, oh, let's recreate this battle. Let's recreate this interaction. There have been, and I'm take for this what you will, but there have been uh, pageants and stuff about the birth of Jesus and the crucifixion of Jesus for centuries. Right. So we, I think that the line that we've been discussing, this kind of blurriness between performance and live action role play, has always kind of been there, right? This kind of yeah. gray area of, you know, we are we are all acting in this, but are we acting with each other, living in the space? Are we doing it just for kind of for uh, an audience to watch? Right. Like all of these things, I think are are it's a very nuanced kind of practice. Um, and so, I would argue that in order to make LARPing accessible, you can pare it down to its very small elements of. I wear a cape and I get together with my friends and we make a stew in the woods and we all it also doesn't have to be in the woods. You can have the sure. just do it in your kitchen. Just do it in your kitchen. If you would rather make a stew in your kitchen, I understand. <laughs> That's where I'd rather make a stew. But we're all playing the game together. Yes. Right? Um, so the activity, the sanctioned let's throw a LARP activity, gained international popularity during the 1980s and diversified into a wide variety of styles to accommodate any player, right? Um, There's a, it could be game centric, right? Where I would argue that a war game is, is pretty much like we, we face off against each other. That's a game. Yes. There's some gamification to it. Right. Um, Or it could be more about exploring the dramatic or the Ooh. artistic expression of the players. Like, I know people in L.A. that do, like, vampire balls, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like they go in character as a vampire and have, like, vampire parties. Yep. It's like, totally. okay, cool, that's a LARP. Um, and so the more people who become interested in playing, the more extravagant and large scale the LARP could be, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so in the 1990s, LARPing began to attract critics because they always do, right? And this was when it became kind of the punchline, right? Synonymous with being nerdy or geeky or uncool. You know why? 
You know why, Teresa? Why? Because uh, people don't like other people to enjoy things. Exactly. Yeah, this is the thing that I've been telling, you know, younger kid, kids that are like friends, uh, kids or stuff like that, when they're like, I'm getting bullied at school. And it's like, there is a type of person who is so worried about standing out and being in any way, quote unquote, weird, right? That they shave off and knock off any kind of like interesting aspects of themselves totally. to try to fit in and be, quote unquote, normal. Right. And then they see other people who aren't worried about that and are just liking things and enjoying things and sticking with the things that they like, like doing, whether they're quote unquote normal or not. And that scares those people. Right. And they're like, well, I feel bad about myself. Why don't you feel bad about yourself? I need to make you feel bad. Right. And so then they are trying to make you feel embarrassed that there are things that you take enjoyment out of that you're enthusiastic about instead of just trying to blend in and hide. And that's so weird. Like, this isn't hurting you at all. The only reason you'd care is because you're jealous that I'm comfortable expressing myself. It's dumb. So, um, most of the time, people who LARP together meet in a designated spot. Well, like- I would love to talk more oh. about this. Okay. I would love to. Yes. I would love to. But first, how about a word from some other Max Fun shows? Hi, I'm Bikram Chatterjee, the CEO of Maximum Fun, and I'm here with my fellow worker owner, Marissa Flaxbart, producer. This week for Co-Optober, we'll be highlighting other co-ops who work in the arts. The past few years have been challenging for all kinds of creative industries. We at MaxFun believe that co-ops are better suited to meet these challenges, and there are a lot of other companies who feel the same way. So all this week on our social media and website, we'll be sharing interviews with some of our fellow co-ops. And head to our YouTube channel, Friday, October 20th, where I'll be talking with worker owners from Defector and Stocksy about their co-ops and why the model works for them. And next week is Volunteer Week. Learn how you can participate in that and get details on exclusive merch, our live streams, and other co-optober happenings at MaximumFun.org slash co-optober. That's C-O-O-P-T-O-B-E-R. All right, class, tomorrow's exam will cover the science of cosmic rays, the morals of art forgery, and whether or not fish can drown. Any questions? Yes, you in the back. Uh, what is this? It's the podcast Let's Learn Everything. Where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. My name's Tom. I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella. I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Obviously not. No. It's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. LARPers, they've met in a designated spot. I assume at a designated time as well. Indeed. It's not just like, here's the spot, and I guess once we're all there eventually, it will begin. When the moon is at its highest crest (laughs) above the mount, then shall we meet and have stew. 
Sure. Uh, Characters will usually have some sort of basic plot instigator, like maybe everybody has to solve a murder or fight in a mock battle, right? Whatever that scenario. I love it. We did this. uh, When they did the um, murder mystery thing that I was in. At Raven. Well, yes, that one. one. We were in at Raven. Yes, that one too. But the one that I was in with Alex Moniello and Andrew Barthelman, uh, the whodunit one, where it's just like, okay, great, here's your character. Here's like a goal you're trying to achieve, and we're trying to solve this murder mystery. And man, if you can't have fun doing that, you need to relax. You need to look in your heart and see what parts of yourself you've locked away. Because this idea of like, I don't know about you, but for me, like showing up and being like, and also there's a diamond heist going on. Like I'm so, I'm vibrating thinking about <laughs> it. I'm so excited about this. So then people play and interact with each other based on their skills and the character traits that they've created. Um, and it's important to um, not give like your whole your whole bag away, right? Because you've you've spent a lot of time on your backstory, but when you meet someone in RL, right? Uh, you don't. I think you have either have to say IRL <laughs> or in real life. In real life, I don't think you can say in RL. <laughs> when you meet someone I in real life, real life. <laughs> you don't often go into you know. when you were born and what your parents said to you and, you know, your shaping kind of characteristics. Although maybe you do. I mean, I do. So then it could be a fully like realized professional gathering, right? With um, event arrangers or game masters, or it could be just you and your, your friends, right? Agreeing on rules and solving squabbles together as they arise. Could be, you could rent out a castle for a Regency themed ball or even like dress up as Jedi's and, play with your lightsabers. It's all I want to do. Foul play, by the way. It was going to bother me if I didn't look it up. Ah. The murder mystery that I did with Andrew Barthelman and Alex Boniello is called Foul Play. Look it up. It's really fun. But yes. Speaking of looking up. Oh, okay. um, I was going to be so excited, by the way. I'd love to go to a Regency Ball. I would too. I would love to go to a Victorian dinner party. Um, Teresa and I like going to historical villages and exploring them. I like going to historical... I love it so much. Oh, I wish I was a time traveler. So basically, all you have to do is Google your city or town and, you know, LARPing event, right? And you could have at your fingertips any number of things to do. First of all, here in Cincinnati... Oh, I was about to ask... There is a Shire of the Seven Hills. Get out of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also a foam fighting realm <gasps> that we meets weekly in Eden Park. Weekly? What? Yep. What? Um, so, you know, you can Did I tell you the get other... your PVC and duct tape out and go BB to town. has talked at length over the last uh, few months about how her dream job is warrior princess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one day we were watching something on TV and somebody had a sword. And she goes, are swords real? And I was like... Our sword, yeah, but yeah. swords are real. She's like, like real, like real swords. So you fight with. I was like, yeah, man. And she started like <laughs> vibrating because up till then, I think she'd only thought like the same as like magic, I guess, and dragons oh, and okay. swords. And I was like, no, swords are real, which is weird because I have swords in my office that she's well, seen. That seems more like decoration. She sure. saw someone actually using it. Sure. And she was like, can I have a sword? And I was like, you can. When you're older, and we learn how to use it. Okay. I'm not going to give my six year old a sword. Well, and so now, 
Maybe I'll take BB down to one of these fighting things and let her just get beat up by my adults. <laughs> no, no, no. And we'll let her watch. Not she'd, be way, she'd be way just into watch. it. Um, so if you would like to get into LARPing, you can really decide how it is you would like to dip your toe into these experiences, okay? Um, if you would rather just have a very small kind of intimate experience. You can invite your friends over. You could go and, you know, decide to do this at the park or whatever. Or you could seek out and go to like a organized event in your area, right? But you really should do your research as far as like if you're going to the scheduled LARPing event, you want to go find their website and maybe some organizations have specific first-timer help, sure. which would be good for you. Um, or they have special instructions for weapons, or they might even offer things that you could borrow to make your experience more I- immersive, right? I would, I would also say... And if it hasn't been clear, I'm not like an expert at LARP, but I am a bit of an expert in participating in things at this point, I would Mm -hmm. say. And I would say just like cosplay or conventions or anything like that, the most important thing is enthusiasm and interest, right? Yes. So if you're like, oh, I want to go, but I'm worried that like my costume or my props aren't good enough. I, listen, there might be people there who judge you because those people exist everywhere. But I can also guarantee the majority of the people there are, will be so happy for more participants that are excited to be there, that are bringing enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And you can always improve your stuff over time, right? But like, don't wait to start participating in something you're excited about just because it's like, well, I haven't been able to spend like $1,000 on the perfect costume and the perfect product. Just start going. And there are lots of jumping off points, right? So you could start with maybe your favorite D&D character yes. that you've made or that you you have seen someone else portray. Sure. Um, or, you know, there are lots of films and TV shows that, you know, rely on the specific periods that you can or, go and do. Or you like you're starting it with off like somebody like that. cardboard armor, right? Or you're doing like scraps of fabric that you've made kind of look like a tunic or whatever and eventually work your way up to like chain mail and leather or whatever. Sure. But like if you're excited to go, then you're ready to go. Yes. And also, chances are, I guarantee you, if they're anything like me, they have eight times more costume pieces than they could ever wear if they've been doing it a while. And if you go and you're like, yeah, I just really need like uh, some bracers, right? Or a pulp. And they're like, oh my God, yes, I'll sell you this half off. Here you go, please. <laughs> Take it out of my hands. I have too much. Uh, do remember that um, there are different combat rules and safety calls and even ways to break the illusion mm-hmm. correctly if you need something like first aid, right? right. So do, do research those kind of things because, you know, we've talked about how it's about the character and interacting with each other. And so you don't want to like do a, a kind of like a social misstep by breaking character for something that you need out of out of the way that you should do it. I would also say when it comes to combat or anything like that, stage combat rules apply, where what you're trying to do is make a good show, mm-hmm. not hurt the person. Right. You're there to have fun, right? Not be like, and I, yeah, I'm, I hit you and I actually got good contact with your head or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like play, play it safe. Hey, be safe out there. We worry about you. So here's the thing. LARPers come from all different budgets and backgrounds. No one minds as long as it's clear that you're creative with what you've got. And, you know, while you're playing, remember that we're all playing together, right? Don't spoil the illusion 
enthusiasm and interest and support. Yes, but there are also, right, at, at larger LARPs, there are also people in specific costumes maybe that have markings to indicate they are managers of the game. Sure. Who can help you figure something out while others play. That's an acceptable way to um, to kind of like call time out on your, on your playtime and go over and figure something out. This is also maybe the best time of the year to consider it because if there is a costume shop Halloween store near oh, that's you, a great idea. you're going to find some kind of starter costume piece. Um, so there's an article on LARP News, and they put it up very well, saying that even if you and your partners in game are playing against each other, out of game, you're playing for each other. Right. right? So don't, for one, just assume you can touch people because you're playing together. Um, there might be times in the game where touching someone makes sense, but also there's probably a time where asking consent makes sense. Well, yeah, right. Okay, so this is the other thing. And we've talked about this before. I think we talked about this in the Ren Faire episode, and I know we've talked about it in the cosplay episode, right? But like character choices, costume choices, mm-hmm. uh, time period, setting, all of that, none of that is more important than someone's safety and comfort. Right, so being like, but this is what real knights would have done. Get that out. Get that out. That's garbage. That's toxic. Right, because it's a game. It is an act. We are acting. We are doing it, and it is about making sure everyone is having a good time. If you're going to any kind of event like this and only thinking about if you're getting everything out of your experience that you want, then you're not getting the most out of it. Because the thing that you build, whether it's theater, sports, LARPing, conventions, whatever. You're building community. You're building connections with people. And so if you're not thinking about everyone's experience, you are depriving from yourself and from others the ability to get the most out of it by building that community of trust and comfort. And I really hope that everyone listening has been able to think of a time in their life when they may have been accidentally LARPing. Right. Sure. Like that murder mystery that we went to. Accidentally in LARP. (laughs) Or things like that, because my my point with talking about the kids and acting and all that kind of stuff is that a lot of this is a lot more accessible mm-hmm. than you would think. You don't have to have chain mail. You don't have to be part of, you know, the the battle of two towers or whatever it is. Right. You don't have to do that in order to have a great time and be creative with what you've got. There you go. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Thank you to our editor, Rachel, without whom we would not be able to make this show. Thank you to our researcher, Alex, without whom we would not be able to make this show. And thank you to you for listening. We could make the show without you, but what's the point? We definitely wouldn't. We wouldn't. That'd be weird. (laughs) That'd be weird. We just recorded on cassette tapes and then (laughs) bury it in the yard. What what, what are we doing? Play it for our children. Yeah. Gross. (laughs) Uh, Make sure you head over to MacroyMerch.com. Check out all of uh, the great merch dice over there um, you can go to macroy.family and see all the macroy shows if you hadn't and if you didn't know uh, we've got a macroy youtube channel just search macroy family on youtube you find a lot of great stuff there uh, what else Teresa? we always thank brent brentelfloss black for writing our theme music which is available as a ringtone where those are found also thank you to bruja betty pennant photography for the cover picture of our fan run facebook group schmanners fanners yes that's right yeah <laughs> 
If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. As always, and again, you can submit your topic suggestions, your questions, your queries to schmannerscast at gmail.com and make sure you say hi to Alex because she reads every single one. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.